Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. Every other Sunday, we'll release an episode of the podcast featuring an interview with a business owner in the food industry. From restaurants, to breweries, to bakeries, and everything in between. We ask them about their journey and the process of becoming a successful business owner in hopes of helping others to do the same. I'm Mike Curtin, and the podcast starts now. Welcome to the Chew Brewer Stew Podcast. My name is Mike Curtin. If you haven't subscribed yet, Please do so, so you never miss another episode of the podcast. Don't forget to give us a follow on our social media accounts. All links to those and podcast platforms can be found on ChewBrewerStew.com. Thank you for joining us for episode number 9 of ChewBrewerStew. Today I sit down with Andres Costello from Cafe Essencia in Ridgewood, New York. Andres tells us about his grandmother's influence on his life, and how his joy of food had pushed him into opening a place of his own. So here it is, episode number 9. I hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm Mike Curtin. This is Chew Brewer Stu. Today I'm in Ridgewood, New York at Cafe Essencia with Andres Costello. Andres, thank you for being with us. Yep, thank you for having me, Mike. Appreciate it, man. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got in the industry? Sure. Um, so I studied hospitality management back in uh, 2008. Right. Um, the program was fo- mostly focused on hotels. But I knew there and then that I definitely wanted to focus on food. Right. So um, I kind of tailored the program uh, towards food and wine. Um, I studied, um, I did my master's in restaurant management uh, right afterwards. Um, I did that, it was a one year program over in Spain. Um, right. It is uh, technically innovation and restaurant management. Um, so it was very uh, avant garde. Um, and I realized there and then that I wanted to do something more traditional something pretty simple uh nothing with like playing with phones and right right things that explode and juices that yeah just uh like sublimate or do weird things right um and just growing up i was surrounded by a lot of food okay uh my grandma would always host in the summer um they're from they're from spain from cartagena but they've lived all over um, and she would host where there were five brothers on my dad's side and one sister. Um, and they'd just host everyone every year. And right. she'd be cooking for like uh, dozens of people right. every single day. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it was great. It would bring all of us together, um, a lot of delicious food. So I just grew up with that and knew I was obsessed with food. Um, and I had a lot of uh, positive reinforcement from my grandma on my dad's side. And then on my mom's side, everyone was also obsessed with food. Everyone goes out to eat all the time. Right, right. Um, in Chile, my mom's from Chile. Um, like sushi just got there. Like things were just were, uh, reaching Santiago. Um, they're just completely obsessed. So I got a lot of exposure through them as well. Gotcha. Their passion. Um, yeah, and just something about food, it brings people together. I feel like it's a common denominator. Everybody's got sure. to eat. Sure. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone loves to eat. <laughs> right. So uh, yeah, it's something it's it's easy to be passionate about. Right. So the morale of your friends and family family was when when you decided to open this. How was it? Um, I mean they all saw it coming. Some people were a little more supportive than others. Um, but everyone overall definitely uh right. knew that it's the back that I was going down. So they're happy to see me to do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, my dad uh, is a businessman, so he was very uh, conservative about how to go about things. He insisted I needed a partner, um, that I should have an extremely well-developed business plan. Um, I never found that partner, 
and that's something he like always warned me about <clears throat> and he was right but um it's something that I felt like I couldn't keep on waiting for right. uh, in order to do what I wanted to do so I kind of took the plunge right um, yeah so morale I mean there's definitely positive and the warnings were heated but I, I went through with it anyways and how'd you go about finding the, the capital to fund this and so it was all my capital to begin with, and then everything that the bank could uh, could loan me. And like, okay. I surprisingly was able to secure a big loan from the bank. I don't know why they approved it, right. but um, but they did. And um, I also got funding through the city once they saw that I put um, all the capital that I had in um, through small business services. And, and now I'm just like working to pay all those loans off. Right. Hmm. Of course. So how long you how long have you been in business here? So it's been a year and eight months now. A year and eight months. Yep. And uh, what would you say was one of the biggest lessons you've learned so far, so far that, you, that you've taken away from this? The, I mean, there's so many lessons. Yeah. I have to take moments to think about which is the biggest one. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think there's way too many lessons to, uh, to narrow it down. Right. But um, working with people... Uh, it's super important to have like good energy. Right. Um, I've been extremely fortunate with the people on the team. Um, we have someone who's been here literally since before the day we opened. Right. Um, yeah, and I'm used to like really high turnover. All the restaurants I worked in. Of course. Uh, there's some people who've been there for a year or two, but most people would like come and go every three, four months. Um, and most, I mean, everyone here has been around for more than six months already, so. It's yeah. been so it's something you thought you'd never have to deal with in this industry? I don't know. I feel like I was pretty prepared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I chose to open up a, a, a coffee shop. Um, I think what I was not prepared to deal with uh, was like uh, drunk people. Okay. Um, so I chose, I mean, I chose beer and wine because I'd never worked at a bar before. Right. Um, I've been in many bars, so like I know, I know what happens. Right, of course. Um, but I wasn't, yeah, I just didn't want to deal with any of the complexities of like drunk people, angry people, or fights. Um, but there's still a few that kind of trickle into the cafe trying mm -hmm. to get um, hard liquor. Um, we just don't offer that. So I think that was like uh, something I definitely was not expecting to have to deal with, but uh, it happens from time to time. Right. Yeah. And what would you say the, the hardest adjustment for you would be? Um, well, at the beginning, it was definitely the, the schedule. Right. I'm not a morning person, okay. but since it is a coffee shop, we definitely have to be up bright and early. Right, for sure. Now it's not a problem at all, but that's like one year and a half in. Right, uh, kind of trained your body for it. Yep, and surprisingly got used to it, wasn't expecting to be so. What, uh, what qualities would you say you possess that make you a good business owner? I think that's a, a hard question to answer. Um, I'd like to think that I'm perceptive. Um, I was trained in different restaurants. That's where a Michelin restaurant down in Alita. <clears throat> kind of the training there is that you had to be really stealthy. The goal is to anticipate people. Right. Um, so if you see the water glasses empty and the person's reaching for the glass longingly, like you know you have to be in water. Kind of hawk your tables. Yeah. So I love it when um, um, I'm able to like anticipate someone needing a napkin or I see someone looking around for something and right. when I bring it over, they act surprised and I'm like, oh my God, that's just what I wanted. <laughs> Um, it's really satisfying, so I try to work on that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, who, who inspired you the most? Um, like I said earlier, it's definitely my grandma. Okay. Um, 
she has the patience of a saint and um, just cooking for so many people right. day in, day out. Um, yeah. Um, it just it takes a lot of patience. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely a role model there. Okay. Um, was there a defining moment for you of uh, success or that you realized, like, this is working? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think there there's many defining moments, but you can't get too comfortable because it comes and goes. Yeah. So as soon as you think that everything is going right, there's going to be five things uh, the next day that go wrong. So there's, uh, yeah. There's been many days where like the cafe is completely full, everything's working well, and suddenly like the dishwasher breaks, and it's uh, lovely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So you just uh, I warn myself now. If I feel that everything is going well, I just um, I enjoy it, but I also anticipate whatever's going to happen next, so it doesn't catch me. One one day may be a shitstorm. One day may be perfection. Yep. So, right. Uh, um, do you have any strategies for marketing? Um, yeah, it might not be the best strategy, but um, I don't pay anyone. I, okay. I don't pay um, businesses targeting me um, to advertise on their platform. Um, I don't pay influencers. I just don't. I don't pay people. Okay. So um, all of our followers are organic. It's people who found the cafe <clears throat> either through a friend or a follower um, or through one of our hashtags or people who just walk down the street. Right. Um, yeah. So most of your marketing is done through social media then? Through social media, yeah, and like no paid advertising. Right. Um, I don't know about most people, but personally when I see uh, a paid advertisement, I go out of my way to avoid that business. Really? Um, yeah, I think it's a personal thing. Okay. I know some people do it as well, but um, yeah, I specifically, like, I go out of my way because I don't want to be, uh, yeah. Okay, and how did you choose the, uh, the ambiance for the design for your, your shop? Um, I want it to be light and bright. Okay. Um, I feel like coffee shops very typically um, kind of get a little dingy, a little dark, um, which is nice if you want something very mellow, but I feel like there's already a lot of that. Um, so I wanted something to contrast. So um, a lot of, uh, we, we have a skylight up here, um, okay. huge windows, we have windows in the back, uh, the kitchen is open, uh, yeah, there's a lot of light. Yeah. And then um, the colors is very Mediterranean. We have uh, the tiles, the walls, everything's. Uh, I like the walls. Yeah. What? Yeah. We got some olive, some yellow. Uh, yep. Yeah. Some water. And uh, how do you stay ahead of your competition? Um, I think again, like it might not be the best uh, business strategy, but I try to just focus on what we're doing here. Right. Um, I feel like it can be draining to try to see what everyone's doing. Uh, I know a lot of restaurants end up, uh, you end up seeing the same dishes everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. um, so I try to focus, um, you know, have an idea of what my neighbors are doing, um, but focus on what we're inspired with and, and have that be our main drive. Right. Instead of like, I feel like if you're always trying to one-up your neighbors, then uh, it just ends up being really draining. Right. So you said you'd only been open for about a year and uh, eight months now. Um, is there a need for a mental break from everything? Oh, absolutely, yeah. always. And how do you how do you handle that? Um. Well, I recently started doing yoga. I feel like it's very helpful. Oh, um, yeah. 
any, any exercise, any sport where um, just like your, your your body's physically involved and like you don't have time to think about things, right. I think it's great. Um, and then just time outside of the business. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like when it's empty and there's no one here, I think it's great. Um, it, it definitely, okay. it's it's the space itself is like refreshing. Right. So, Calming. Yeah. Okay. So when you don't have to work, you can still be in the space and right, right. be calm. Okay. And um, any tips or pieces of advice you would give to somebody looking to open their, their own place? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm advising myself right now. But yeah. um, definitely, like, um, as my dad said, have a, a team where you can complement each other. Uh, having, a, like, a bookkeeper is absolutely fundamental. Okay. You can't skip it. And if you don't know how to do it, like, you're not going to learn on the job. Right. Um, yeah, and um, I don't know if your passion is, like, drinks and you want to have food and someone who can focus on the food. It's just someone <clears throat> to balance what your strengths are. Okay. Um, yeah, even if it's one person or two people, it's just good to round it out. Right. And the book, uh, as far as going for a bookkeeper, how did you go about finding that? Well, luckily, I have a friend who found me. Okay. And he's like, I think you need some help. And I was like, yeah, I definitely do. I feel like that's got to be somebody you, you trust, right? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and uh, did you have a funny story for us? Um, I do. It's the reason why we're open on Mondays. Um, <laughs> when we first opened up, uh, like mid, uh, we opened up in May, but like towards the summer, um, I was coming to the cafe on a Monday to just like tidy things up. And I saw this woman like um, stomping outside, like really, really loudly. And I go up to her, I'm like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? She's like, you guys aren't open. I'm like, no, it's uh, there's a, yeah, a sign on the door. It says we're closed on Mondays. <clears throat> Did you want to get anything? I could make you a coffee. Um, and she, she wanted churros for the beach. She was like absolutely furious. Um, and I never realized someone could get so upset over not having their food. So um, we opened up on Mondays uh, from then on. <laughs> kind of why we're open on Mondays. It's pretty funny. All right, man. Well, Andres, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Mike. All right. I'm here, Andres, here at Cafe Incensia in Ridgewood. Mike Curtin, Chew Brew Stew. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys. So that was the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to take something away from that interview as you will with every interview. Special thanks again goes out to Andres Costello from Cafe Essencia in Ridgewood, New York. If you're ever strolling down Forest Avenue in Ridgewood and need a quick pick-me-up or just have a sweet tooth, be sure to stop by Andres' spot. His churros are well-known and the lattes are amazing. Every other Sunday, I'll be posting a new podcast, so stay tuned and like I said, subscribe, and you'll never miss another episode. Don't forget to follow us on our social media accounts for video clips of the interviews. Also, if there's something you're curious about knowing from the owners, then I want to ask it. You can message me directly on the Chew Brewer Stew Instagram account. Once again, I'm Mike Curtin for Chew Brewer Stew. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.